It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. This episode of BGN Radio is brought to you by Clip It, the hottest app that is out there. Watch TV, make clips, and share. For more information, check them out at clipit.tv or check them on Twitter at clipittv. Hey guys, John Barchard here. You guys know how much I love to play fantasy football. So I need you to listen up because I want you to join the highest rated fantasy football app. It's called Draft. You get to play in a real live snake draft, but be done in under five minutes. And they last just for one week. Draft start every couple of minutes so you can join right now for week seven. And the best part is you get to play for cold hard cash and get this your chances of winning are 80 percent better than on the salary cap sites on all the dfs sites because you're always trying to figure out okay where should i start this guy and the value and i don't have enough money to do all that stuff it doesn't happen on draft you get a selection of every premium player you just got to be the smartest one in the room it's a six player snake draft so you get in you get out tournaments start from one dollar to a thousand dollars to everything in between three person drafts six person drafts on and on the options are limitless and all new players get a free entry into a real money draft when you make your first deposit all you have to use is promo code bgnr that's right play a real money game for free just by using promo code bgnr and it gets even better draft is so sure that you'll love it that they are offering BGN Radio listeners a money-back guarantee up to $100. No excuses now. Just search Draft in your app store or go to Draft.com and come play for free right now with promo code BGNR. You're listening to BGN Radio. It is second down at 11, Saints. Breeze straight back. He's looking. He is hit. And down he goes. This time it is Fletcher Cox. Fletcher Cox has Breeze back at the 40-yard line. On BleedingGreenNation.com's Facebook page, and thank you for joining us once again. Uh, you know, thirty-three to seven or ten, actually, because that stupid field goal at the end. Uh, we will take it. What a sloppy, high-scoring, 
wins looking bad and it didn't matter type of football game. Your fellas, John Barcher, James Seltzer, and of course, uh, Vince Quinn all with you again. Uh, you, you know, take the win and move on. We're all, we're on to Denver. See you guys. That's it. <laughs> no, no, not really. No, we're going to break this down. We're going to talk about it, obviously. But that's how it kind of felt, right? Like the defense did exactly what it was supposed to do. San Francisco comes in and just says, Yep, uh, we are, our offensive line is down in shambles. We don't have a, a, a lot going for us here. And and that was pretty much everything we expected it to be, at least from defense to uh, to their offense. And that's why Carson Wentz didn't have to bring out his A game. And thank God they didn't need it today because the offensive line in him didn't look as sharp, even though the numbers will probably tell a different story. But overall thoughts uh, to start us out here, James. Yeah, it'll probably be as high as PFF grade of the year, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, Tom Savage better. Um, uh, yeah, no, look, it's, it's one of those um, – the cliches, you know, the good teams win these types of game and win, win it handily, and they did. Like, the line was 13. They win by 23. They had this game very easily throughout. At no point you're watching this game, even when it's 3 to nothing, you don't feel like they're going to lose because you don't feel like San Francisco can score, <laughs> ultimately, is what it comes down to. Uh, the defense just played a dominating game. Look, it was gross out there. It was wet. You can understand why the offense might have not been able to make as much happen. Uh, obviously, the interception where, you know, the, the good and bad of Matt Collins, they're mostly good. He's all a famer and all, but um, you know, obviously made some some nice plays. But um, certainly, it seemed like he ran, he didn't finish the route there and kind of curled instead of going across. The interception looked ugly as a result. But uh, you know, how could you not take it? It wasn't fun to watch, but the Eagles beat the Niners yep. handily without any issue, and they're on to Denver. You know, yeah. they, they they came to play and they got it done. Yeah, and it was a bad game for them. Like they played like dirt in the first half, right? They played like offensively. Dirt, I don't think the, the most of the, the game defense was great. The defense didn't play bad once during this entire game. No, the, de- the defense did a great job. And they held their own, and they did exactly what they were supposed to do. Really, I mean, they just—it was consistent. You had at the beginning of the game, it was like they had four drives, and San Francisco had three and outs on three of those four. Like that's exactly what the defense was supposed to do. They held up their end of the bargain. But for the Eagles to look as bad as they did offensively for most of the game, really to be up seventeen nothing at halftime, to just absolutely run away with this one, they didn't take their foot off the pedal, like. It was a complete game from a, a good team that, you know, they're they're just so much better than San Francisco, and it's nice to see them win the way they did, the way they were supposed to. Uh, if just, Sorry, my eyes were distracting me because Deshaun Watson just hit freaking good Will lord. Will on a bomb. Whew, how about that? Hey, start Deshaun Watson, yeah, huh? Like there you I go. said. <laughs> and that's how, he, honestly, that's how it felt this week. It felt like a, a, a semi-bye week today. And, yeah. that's, and then yeah. with the rain and everything that, you know, was was around this game, and it's unfortunate. Yeah, I don't want to tell San Francisco fans. Well, I, actually, I don't really care. Honestly, oh, sorry, you're zero eight for the first time in seventy five years. Uh, good yeah, luck. Good luck moving forward. It. Yeah, deal with it. You the, got some Super Bowls to go yeah, back and they, rest on. I don't. I feel no sympathy right now for you. Yeah, they they had. Uh, you know, and we and we all knew knew that this was going to be like this for the most part. You know, and again, the thing that we're going to point to the most. Is Big V and 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 getting the run game going and honestly the the second and eighteen run calls back to back and two back to back series I thought was really frustrating but you know uh, the, like you were saying between Mac Collins and Carson Wentz sure that can be uh, wished away but hell it was really nice to see an Alshon Jeffrey touchdown yes! for fifty three yards yeah. today huh? how about that yes and not just that it was like the the long Alshon touchdown you want to see one where he goes up beats the defender uses his physicality his strength grabs the ball out of the air and then just like lopes down the sideline and pushes the guy out of the way and slides in the end zone. Um, that was a lot of fun to see. I'm with you, John, especially 
considering how much talk there was this week about Alshon and you're not putting up the numbers you want to see and all that type of stuff. That was a, a great play. And, and like you said, the defense totally came to play. I think the big issue was the offensive line, and, and it's an issue, obviously, because you know the Jason Peters injury was – um, I think a lot of people understood the gravity of it, but you know when you actually see it in practice and see Big V out there, and uh, you know the Niners' defensive line props, you know they played really well today uh, in the middle. Yeah, Buckner and Armstead set they the pace to. in the middle, yeah. and and they really did you know outplay our uh, you know the Eagles' offensive line today. But I think on the whole, you know I think the the some of the struggles you could chalk up to it was just a weird game, and it was weird weather, and it was ugly, and they couldn't really get anything going, and. And you just have to look at the scoreboard and say 33 points on a game like where Vince said the Eagles kind of played like crap the yeah, majority of the game. And yeah. they put up a 33 Didn't feel spot. like 33 points, And, and yeah. Jake Elliott missed two extra points and yet hit bombs 50-yard field goals. It was just a weird game, and yet they still put up 33 points, and they still won by 23. I mean, what more can you ask for? No, yeah, you're, you're like we keep saying we're on to we're on, we're to, on Denver. to Denver, man. Well, yeah, and and that's the thing. Now it's like looking ahead. It's it's what can you take from this game and what does it mean for the season, right? Well, what you saw is a powerful because they're they're not the most refined group of guys, but they're a powerful group of defensive linemen that Absolutely. San Francisco has. And so when you saw how disruptive they were, because look, Big V is the name that's going to get thrown around a lot because it's easy. But Lane Johnson early in the game was getting beat, and Brooks and Kelsey, like it, they were struggling all across the line in this one. Wentz had a lot of collapsed pockets, multiple guys hitting him. It wasn't all Big V. You can't pl- pin it all on one guy. So now you're looking forward, and the first thought for me is like, I'm not all that excited for the Seattle game anymore. Yeah. Because you see that defensive front and guys like Sheldon Richardson and Averill and, and, and I'm the like Rams too. Michael yeah, Bennett, yeah, the Rams, same thing. Aaron Donald. It, it gets to this point where it's like, okay, maybe those matchups aren't as good as I thought they were going to be because man, they really got pushed around today in a game where look, it was clear that the offensive line was going to be the big story for the Eagles. They they ran the heavy packages early. The first three plays of the game for them were runs with the Garrett Blunt. They wanted to establish the run, dominate, kill clock, just roll over the 49ers the same way Dallas did. They didn't do that even a little bit. And so that is something that going forward, as bad as San Francisco was and as bad as the score was, that's a weakness, and it got exposed today. Yeah, and that's going to continue to happen. I mean, like uh, uh, Dallas is looking at that too, and that's going to come up before – uh, you know those other two games from the Eagles kind of head out west. And again, you're still stuck with the same questions on how to fix it. Because sure, you can. Ha- I mean, I think they tried to go out there and address uh, that with like Isaac Salomalo and their big packages. I'm like, okay, we're going to go out and do this and just have an unbalanced line, and that should give us enough push against these guys. And it, that didn't work either. So now you're starting to be like, all right, well, we'll put Brent Selleck to chip away at Big V and try and slow these guys down. That didn't necessarily work either. And again, I'll come back and just say to Carson Wentz, listen, man. Uh, we know you're good now. There's no we can we can you know. There's going to be mistakes along the way. Stop! Don't make them. Ye- Throw the ball away. Like it, it's. I know you can extend plays and sure they're going to be there at times. But if you're really struggling like this, get to the next play because that's the only thing that's. Uh, I think a couple of times they were in you know second and fifteen situations and then Doug thinks oh yeah well if we better better protect the quarterback here and run the football and that's not working either. So moving forward, I'm not I'm not exactly sure how to fix that left tackle problem other than you know unfortunately Joe Staley's uh, maybe his trade value went down because, <laughs> because of the stitches in the eye today or something. But yeah, it's just going to be a uh, a continued problem I think for the rest of the season. Yeah, I'm not as worried as you guys appear to be. Like I think I'm not it, worried. It's just going to be a problem. I think yeah. it, I think it's. It's more of a problem than it would have been if Jason Peters was 
there. But, I mean, we saw Big V get better as the season went on last year. This is his first game at left tackle so far this season. He started, he played it right before. You know, it was a bad spot for him, I guess. You know, he obviously didn't look very good today. I'm not willing to say that he's going to be a sieve the rest of the year, though. I think that he can improve. I think they can kind of learn what he does well and what he doesn't do well and try and help him that way. But... Obviously, I think you know you, what you're seeing is you're seeing the impact that Jason Peters had on this line For and sure. on this team, and I think it's just hard to underrate how, um, even at his age, how good a player he still was and how important he was to that line. So, um, I agree that it's it's definitely a weakness as opposed to a strength where it was before. But I think with the strength that you have across the rest of the line, I mean, those other four guys are good players, and obviously a couple great ones in there. And you know, the strength you have on that right side of the line, I think ultimately it will carry the day once those five guys play together more and get a chance to get a little more continuity in there. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't notice until now that uh, Dan Klecko peeking in uh, right at the, at the end and making faces and doing funny things uh, there yeah, for So He's going to be on the 94 WIP uh, post-game show with uh, Rob and uh, Jamal Jackson and all those guys, so you can tune into that uh, once we're done here. And, uh, yeah, a lot of people saying, like, listen, Big V didn't do that bad of a job, and he didn't. It's not like it was – Horrendous, and that's what you know. Uh, Carson had plenty of time there during the middle of the game, and I think from from there on. Uh, so I think a lot of that is on Carson Wentz to kind of you know get to the next play and and, and do all that stuff just like we're talking about. But at the same time, if you're trying to open up that run game with the Garrett Blunt, and I was honestly a little surprised that you didn't see Wendell Smallwood uh, that much. Yeah, Corey Clement kind of stepped up into that role, and and when he did, played uh, played exceptionally well. It's just running to that left side is. You know, it isn't going to be great if you're going to face uh, those type of uh, pass rushers or run beaters that are going to be there. But uh, San Francisco throughout the the entire time, I think they that was kind of their game plan going in too. They didn't really care. They just they kept they kept coming no matter no matter what it was. They weren't um, scared of the deep ball until they you know finally kind of bit them there towards towards the end. And I think you're right, Vince. I think that's. I mean, I'm not saying that's a blueprint on how to beat this team. I just think that you're going to see that a lot from from everybody moving forward. Yeah, team. I mean, you're always trying to exploit matchups going into a game, and so as a lot of opposing teams are going to do now, they're going to key in. And look, even if with Kelsey the way he's played historically, what's his problem always been? It's those big, aggressive, powerful guys in the middle of the field. So yeah, you know, Seattle and and the Rams and all that kind of stuff. It is going to possibly rear its ugly head again, and it it will be a problem for them to deal with. The the other thing you mentioned Smallwood, and I really thought yeah. that was interesting because Smallwood's a guy that is fairly dynamic. I mean, we've seen him split outside on his own, and obviously he does a lot of stuff out of the backfield, and he's returned kicks, so he's a versatile guy. And to not get that many reps in this game, you saw a lot of the Garrett Blunt early, which makes a lot of sense, but then you're seeing, like, Kenyon Barner is coming in the game for Smallwood snaps, and I just don't understand why that's happening. Unless yeah. Smallwood isn't healthy, and he was just enough to get a couple of snaps out there, but, like, Barner playing over Smallwood, I, I, I'm just stunned by that. Well, that's a couple of you know, the same thing we were talking about a couple of weeks ago, where yep. it was Barner over Clement, and then that kind of changed over. So, I, I mean, maybe they saw something in the matchups, or just like Vince said, maybe there were some injuries that are happening there. But uh, you know, it's still going to be kind of. I guess Legarrette Blunt is the lead back, and that's it. And from from time to time, you'll see some guys uh, hopefully get out there and, and take on 15, 20-yard runs, and, and that hopefully they're up by, by a lot by them. Yeah, and I'm fine with that. I think Legarrette Blunt is the best running back on this team. Like, I, you know, I know we've heard a lot of people go, oh, Wendell Smallwood's the best running back, or oh, this or that. I mean, Legarrette Blunt's the best running back on this team, and, and that yep. is not saying they have a great – 
uh, you know, crew of running backs there, but he's the best running back on this team, and he should be getting the most carries. And I'm happy that you know, even though they didn't get a ton of yards per carry today, got the touchdown late and still kind of kept with it a little bit. But um, and obviously Corey Clement got some yards at the end of the game there, and and the one nice run. But um, yeah, I just think look, it's it's we've talked about it a lot. It's it's not a a, a part of the team that is is one of their better parts. They're just not you know, really talented at the running back position. And, yeah. and I think, you know, you roll with your best guy, and that's Blunt. And uh, we don't want to underline, like, how awesome this defense played today because they were all over the place. You know, Carlos Hyde couldn't get in a rhythm. C.J. Beathard certainly couldn't get into a rhythm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not that he was ever going to anyway, but there were times there where you just looked at, you know, in McLeod with the, the first pick, Jalen Mills, who we haven't mentioned yet. I can't believe we're, we're in this. What and, a play. And what a – to the house, man, and that just making awesome. sure that it was cutting left and right. And yeah. it took the whole angle of the field to come back if and get in Wendell there. only Wendell Smallwood could follow his blockers <laughs> like, uh, like Jalen Mills. That's yeah, amazing. But, uh, I mean, yeah, I'm r- really happy for, for Jalen Mills, and he should be happy, too, about his performance. The whole secondary, I thought, played great. Um, uh, so much so that I think that, man, I can't – I can't tell me you how many the the amount of bodies that kind of ended up piling up on the 49er injury list today. Uh, I think there was three on, three on the defensive side, and at least uh, yeah, Garcon went down, Staley went, went down. down. Yeah, uh, their uh, their right tackle went yep. down. It's just kind of uh, uh, Gary Gilliam. Yeah, Gary Gilliam. So uh, it, it was that kind of game. They were very physical towards the end. The entire time, and uh, I, you know, Derek Barnett, that blocked field goal, yeah, special teams being there, and the Fox gave him the old graphic. Uh, and well, and Graphic jinx right before is you know he was a hundred percent from from twenty oh, yeah, through ninety one of ninety one. But also the uh, the Eagles also got screwed out of two extra sacks. They should have had four sacks today. Obviously we're in the backfield all day, but uh, Chris Long gets a sack and then they're like, oh no, San Francisco called a timeout, but we didn't call whistle or do anything. Like oh sorry about that, that doesn't count. <laughs> and then Brandon Graham gets a face mask call where it was clearly on the you know the collar yeah. there like. So, you know, the Eagles should have had two more sacks today. I mean, they were just in the backfield all day long. We talked about it before the game, right? I mean, this defensive line makes up – I mean, yeah. granted, not a great opponent today, but they'll make up for deficiencies in the back end. Can I just say – Yes. Uh, listen to the uh, – this is uh, slightly off topic, but this is as – a, as a Philadelphia sports fan, this pisses me off mm-hmm. so much when they do this. Mm-hmm. The 76ers just slipped in uh, an announcement right after the Eagles win saying that Markel Fultz is out indefinitely. You, uh, oh, my God. God. I mean, you just slide it right in there after an Eagles win. Hey, guys, by the way, uh, your number one pick's not going to be in here for a while. Okay, bye. And and now it's just kind of like, man, you know, so you're, I'm, tr- I'm trying to enjoy this win as much as possible, but that's why I'm kind of like seething. It's smart by them. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, like that is, we're going to be talking a, Eagles on smart... Sports Radio WIP tomorrow because, <laughs> right. you know, we are. Like, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, like, I, man. I don't, like, I don't even know, and, and it is smart, and it's it's fucking bullshit i'm yeah, sorry yeah. i was yes. trying not to curse there but i don't know yeah. what else to say like like <laughs> screw that man like but but he's fine the shoulders there's nothing wrong with the shoulder uh and then he's it's like how do you not stop that man from going out of the uh, court it's ridiculous regardless we'll get into that tomorrow i'm sure but no you, but the boys we won't we're gonna yeah, talk we're gonna eagles. talk eagles. We're gonna so talk very eagles, smart by that's them. why it's smart but it's also just <laughs> so weak yeah man. i mean is it fair to say they've hit a Colangelo. Oh, stop, huh? man. Yeah. Oh, huh? man. Yeah, right? Uh, Am I right? Yeah, that's stop. right. But uh, that, the, I guess th- throughout the, <laughs> the one biggest takeaway from this game, too, is just, you know, if – regardless, and it's pretty much what we had said. You had said on the preview show, we were talking about the pregame show here, too. As long as Carson Wentz stays healthy and Fletcher stays healthy – it, 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 the, the other things don't matter as much. Like they went after uh, Jordan Hicks 
and his and his absence of not being there with Joe Walker right away over the middle, you're like, oh man, that that might be an issue. And then it wasn't. And then they kind of slid Nigel Bradham back in there, and they played a lot of nickel. You saw some dime packages in there as well. I, I think they can maintain no matter what. I mean, Carson can't have those games uh, uh, like that when you're coming out and you're expecting him to. But uh, but I think they'll be okay. You know. Well, yeah, and and you know what it is for the for the defense especially. Like last week, Malcolm Jenkins was phenomenal, absolutely stellar, and that helps when when he's able to support in the running game. It makes it easier for the linebackers when he was able to cover the field and make tackles on guys like Jordan Reed just before the first down mark. That helps the linebackers. Uh, he can handle those responsibilities, but. When you get it this week, it's Rodney McLeod that stepped up, and yeah. he was phenomenal today. He, he had some great tackles all over the field. He had the interception play. So when you've got the, the secondary being that strong, as much as it's all about the defensive line, those two safeties are the next guys in line, and they are sensational, and it, it makes everything easier on the defense. Absolutely, and, and that's where... You know, it's just a, it's it's still the continuing theme there where it, maybe and some people even thought you know we don't, we're not sure where Carson Wentz's his level is going to be in the second year and the reason why they're going to make the playoffs would be because of the defense and they really helped him out today um, and I, I, yeah I mean I don't I to be honest with you guys I don't have many other takeaways other than that stick with the <laughs> make sure the defense is still running on all cylinders maybe find somebody at the trade deadline that's going to help you out in, in depth wise I really don't see them diving into anything uh, and and that's pretty much it like I, I they the, they played great they played lights out and they should have honestly probably won that game by about ten more points but other yeah, other not- than that I mean I I thought again we're on to Denver. Yeah, we're on to Denver. I mean, that's the thing. Is like, yeah. It's a game where, you know, the, the, during the week you're like, oh, could it be a trap game? Oh, this and that. It's like, no. No, it's not a trap game. Like, they're they're just better than this team. The Bears are the real trap Yeah, game. and C.J. Beathard's a bad quarterback, man. Real and bad. we knew it coming in. And, like, you're not – that's the thing. Again, to go back to what I said at the beginning, that's really my biggest takeaway from this game is the Eagles are a really good football team, and they win games like this. And they win games like this decidedly, even when their quarterback doesn't have their best day, even when their offensive line doesn't have their best day, even when skilled players don't have their best day. One part of this team is going to pick up the other. Today, the defensive line and the defense in general picked up the offense. There's going to be another week where the offense, kind of like last week, picks up the defense. You know what I mean? Like This is just a good football team, and it's a deep and balanced football team. And that's why they're able to kind of fight through these injuries and fight through adversity and still come out and handle their business. Again, the Peters injury, we saw that that's going to be something that affects yeah. them, and they're not going to be quite as good in that way. But, um, you know, you have a lot of time to, to kind of get reps for these guys and get them in the flow and get them, you know, to really kind of hopefully get to a level where they can at least, um, you know, not be a drain on, on the offense's potential. But regardless, I think my big takeaway is it's a good football team and they handled their business. Well, talking about the defensive line, too, because here's the nice thing. You, you mentioned depth on the line. Well, when you've got that kind of depth, it doesn't. You don't need all of your guys to be hot every single week. It's like for the Giants, if if Jason Pierre-Paul and Olivier Vernon they have a bad week, it's over for them. But for the Eagles, it's like, okay, who's it going to be this week? Is it Chris Long? Is it Fletcher Cox? Is it Tim Jernigan? This week it was Derek Barnett who did a really good job just yeah, just in his general defensive end responsibilities on top of blocking the field goal, knocking the kicker out of the way, and recovering the ball. Just what a beast play by him. And then you also had Vinnie Curry, who had a great day today. Yeah. And, and you don't expect those guys to do it all the time. 
But when you've got a rotation and you have talent, you've got more options for guys to get hot and give those guys snaps and make an impact in the game. It happened today. It helped them blow out a bad team, and it feels great in that way. All right, free agent tracker for next year. Alshon Jeffrey, you still in on him? Yeah, and I think you get Timmy him for Jernigan, cheaper. you still in on him? Uh, yeah, well, yeah I'm, yeah, I'm paying Timmy. Who's going to be the odd man out? <laughs> Who's, well, sound like you can say is gone. Sure. A lot of that you can say is gone. Yeah, I mean, like, I think we, we the, throughout eight weeks now, Alshon Jeffrey, uh, Timmy Jernigan are definitely going to be on this football team. I think so, too. I I, think- it would have to, unless there's injury, PETs, whatever comes through. I, I think that those guys have basically solidified uh, a new contract going into next season. Yeah, obviously, depending on what the numbers is, it only takes one team to come in and blow someone out of the water. But assuming, you know, kind of what you, you expect you might be able to sign these guys for, I, I'm, a, I'm 100% on board with that. I don't, I don't. And look, I think Patrick Robinson's earned himself a place yeah. back. And I think that, you know, look, I, Howie is really, really creative when it comes to this type of stuff. I have no doubt that at least of the guys on the team now that they want back, they'll be able to find a way to bring him back. Quick update, and I know if you're listening on the replay, whether it's on SoundCloud or iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Google Play, uh, iTunes 5 star reviews, by the way, go a very long way, so that uh, helps us out big time, and uh, comments or hearts, wherever else uh, 5 star reviews are not, are not applicable. You like chocolate candies? How, yeah, I do. I love chocolate candies. If somebody needs to make like, a, you know, like, hey, here's a chocolate candy, thanks for being a podcaster, something like that. Uh, <laughs> no, is he, no, BLG will be so mad that you said that. Give the <laughs> iTunes reviews, do it yeah. for BLG. <laughs> uh, Ezekiel Elliott has fumbled on the opening drive. Kirk Cousins and company trying to put it in uh, right there. So, you know, you're all Washington fans right now, and that's the most important thing for me is this. The outcome of Washington-Dallas will make us so much happier if it ends up being that it is a 3-4 and Dallas Cowboys team because that's the other thing I can't figure out. We tried to figure that out Mm pregame. I don't know how good or bad the Cowboys are. I really don't. It's it's. Obviously, you know that you know all you need to know about that team with Dak Prescott and Ezekiel and the greatest offensive line that has ever existed in the NFL and yada yada yada. And really, like when it comes to Washington, you kind of know who they are. They should be the third place team. But hey, you know uh, if they sneak out a win here, the uh, can we officially just say the the NFC East is over at that point, right? I mean, you're not yeah. coming back from that. Well, yeah, no, there's no doubt about it. And here's the thing with Dallas. Their problem is the receiving game took a big dip this year, and there was no clear indicator that that would happen. Like, Des Bryant is not the same guy. The numbers bear it out, just watching him on the field. He doesn't have an impact on the game anymore, not not nearly the same way he used to. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't leave the field open for Cole Beasley. And Jason Witten is 3,000 years old. I think he knows where the Ark of the Covenant is. So, like, when you've got guys like that... Ark of the Covenant. Yeah, that's that's it. You're going deep in the (laughs) vault here, baby. (laughs) So, uh, so anyway, when, when... the, when they did everything last year, the running game set all of that stuff up. People have been able to shut down the running game. They commit eight men in the box. But the weapons they have now, with Dez not being able to extend the field the way he used to, with uh, Terrence Williams being basically a non-factor, Cole Beasley and, and Witten are pretty defined in what they do, you're able to put the Cowboys' passing game in a box, attack the running game, and you're forcing Dak Prescott to make amazing plays all the time for them to win games. It's too much for them. And if they can't get the run game going, they're pretty much sunk. Uh, it's so funny right now that I'm, uh, you know, everybody's in the locker room and talking to all the players. Jalen Mills is commenting on uh, <laughs> that Malcolm Jenkins and Alessa, the, uh, the, the DB room and also his coaches have been getting on him about 
his returning skills. So he's like, I had to go in there and shut him up today. <laughs> <You know? laughs> That's part of the reason why I kept going and running back. I was like, all right, hats off to you. Probably, probably dent that one too. And yeah, I mean, you know, James is there. Uh, and that's the thing too. I don't feel, I, even though this game was kind of sloppy and whatever, we can blame it on the elements or just being a bad game and it's on to San Francisco. Uh, this just breaking in right now. My God, it is true. Uh, ladies what? and gentlemen, uh, this coming from Steve Albritton. What? The Eagles are in what? pursuit of another weapon for Carson Wentz. We what? are hearing that they are aggressively pursuing what? for Calvin what? Megatron Johnson. Whoa. Is, so all of the Whoa. things that we had said in the morning, this is, is breaking right ben now. Ben Fennel was this right. Ben, he was on the flight. Ben Fennel was on a flight <laughs> to, thank you, that is Jack Fritz, by the way. That is why he's one of the best ever. Whoa. Megatron is in play for the Eagles, and I got to tell oh you, God. if he's got juice left oh. in his goose, and you've got oh. Alshon Jeffrey, and even if he's just rotating in there, this is what I told James like before we went on the air. Before we went on the air this morning, I go, listen, man, can you imagine a red zone of Megatron, Alshon Jeffrey, and Zach Ertz? Oh. And yeah, the Blunt. And the Garrett Blunt. It's just there. So... That's it, and again, this is all. Uh, you know, I need man. I need that back. I need to. It's, I need to figure out where he is. So, guys, I want you to discuss how big of an impact that would be. And the the crazy thing is, like that's something that I know we've dreamt about when he was in his prime and thinking about Whoa. all that. It's amazing that he is. Was did he just not want to play in Detroit? Did he want some time off? We we forget that he is just kind of. You think he's like forty or something because he, you know he's yeah. just. We grew up with him. He's only 30 years old. It doesn't mean that he's dead. And even if you still have about a 78% of him that's still in there, I wonder what is like. What uh, what's yeah. the offer on the table? I, that's the thing. I mean, he is the he, he left the game as the best receiver in the sport. I mean, him and Antonio Brown. He stops playing. Antonio Brown all of a sudden is the best receiver in football. Calvin Johnson was that good when he stopped playing. Didn't stop playing that long ago. Like. Um, this is wild, man. This is really exciting news. Who is this? Uh, we're looking up with this. Steve- so he is the anchor of KMBC. This is Stephen Albritton in Kansas City. And this what is in Kansas City? Who's who has this news? Uh, man, I mean that was actually from two hours ago, and I didn't even n- nobody saw it because I guess the game was going on, and or it's just guy, circulating right now. People know this guy. It took a little while to get. So, yeah, you, yeah. So uh, there's really no other explanation for this. I would love to get more on that, but. Uh, you see, I thought he was a, a beat writer <laughs> from yeah, from somewhere in Detroit that I never heard of. So, all right, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna I'm gonna slow everything back down, and I'm gonna say let's take that with a grain of salt because that's just random. That that's not out in, in in print somewhere else. You know, the game is going on for what it's worth. So it's not like other beat reporters I mean, can go in and check on it. Verified on Twitter, something. Yeah, you know, I, I guess it, it can mean anything. Now, I mean, you know, Twitter user, that guy that I won't name is is verified, and he he comes out with a lot of stuff there it too. It also so. could have been a dude who just saw Ben Fennel's tweet and was like, "I'm going to report this." And then <laughs> Heavily I mean, in pursuit, but hey, you know, if he's right, we'll keep an eye on it. Honestly, though, it's exciting. What would it, like? What would it cost? What would it cost to get Megatron back out okay. here? It's a, it's a, it's a dead asset for Detroit, right? I mean, what it, anything what, I guess would be yeah, a fine. Like yeah, right? sixth round pick, sure. I mean, what is it? What does it do for them to have his assets? His Not rights? much, I guess. Nothing, like literally nothing. I mean, the only reason you don't do it, to, you, you you try and squeeze as much blood out of the 
we're competing with you in the same conference stone right. as you can, I suppose. So like a fifth or something. I don't I know. I guess so. Yeah. What? I, I, I don't know. It's uh, wow. It's kind of weird that like if he did want to come back and play, and maybe he's already told Detroit like if I do, it's not going to be with you guys. Um, yes. So exactly. it was smart. They, yeah. they might broke have said him. to Detroit, "I'm never playing for you. Just trade me, please. Uh, you know, please. <laughs> get, get you won't have to pay here. me all the money you owe me, whatever or anything." They had that. They also had that ugly thing. Remember with the the contract and paying him and it was like remember that old thing yeah so i don't know i don't know so uh yeah jack fritz uh, broke that in uh we'll obviously keep you updated if if uh if something goes on and i'm sure brandon lee gouton will have uh something for you on uh, where is calvin johnson from originally i don't know it's a good question i, I know he went to georgia tech but somebody looked that up for us maybe he is in the <laughs> same uh like maybe this guy knows him yeah. somehow. i don't know this is intriguing i'm, uh, I'm intrigued also as blg points out as you see on his timeline today uh something happened that hasn't happened since uh 2013 yeah buddy nick Foles left with the lead guys <laughs> nick Foles Yay! got some time out there today i thought he was gonna throw seven more touchdowns before he was done uh but uh but he did do that he's 32 joel i i've messed that up calvin I'm, yeah, I, I thought, thought he was, was 30. 30. I thought he was 31. Okay, maybe it's somewhere in between there. He Regardless, could be somewhere in that range. Hats, I think he retired at 30, I think. Oh, he is 32? He 32. is 32. Okay, we retired at 30, I think. So. Laurie Fitzpatrick chiming in as our other producer over here. So uh, we are, uh, yeah, I mean, listen, it was it was great. I'm glad that they went to Nick Foles because, uh, yeah, you know, Carson yeah. was taking the beating there. But uh, yeah, it was nice to see Nicky Franchise get some, get some time out there, you well, know? It's good to build a because look for the Eagles. That was the goal in my eyes. Dallas did it just last week. They built up a huge lead. They ended up being I think it was forty to three. It was the end of the or the beginning of the fourth quarter, and then they sat everybody. And for me, I mean, hey, you want to keep pace with Dallas, right? In a way, so it's like, all right, well, let's <laughs> yeah, let's do what they did. You want to get a lot of points up by the time it's the fourth quarter. You want everybody that's important off of the field. And for the Eagles, they pretty much got to that point. You know, thirty three to ten. You were able to get Foles out there. That is exactly exactly what they needed to do they did it it wasn't pretty but they did it and you should be satisfied absolutely i'm i'm uh, i'm not all the way satisfied i felt like i uh, i felt like i was hungry and i needed something to eat and i stopped at burger king and it was you know and that was it that was it was that was how it felt today it's fine it's it, it quenched it did my what hunger. It needed to I do. Suppose, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> and there was a lot of cool stuff. Like yeah, maybe uh, there, it was a little overcooked, a little well yeah, maybe, done. But but, you know. but while you got the Burger King itself, like there was some dude that was uh, was trying to fight somebody with a mop, and you're like, oh, yeah. that's pretty interesting. That's nice. Yeah, it was. It satisfied my entertainment. <laughs> I've I've sp- I've had worse ways to spend three hours, but you know. Uh, and that's where I wouldn't watch the game again. No. Yeah, yeah. So let's let's look ahead just before we sign out here. Uh, I don't know, like, and this this is the thing too. It's yeah, Denver is not that good of a football team, and we've seen that through their offense. And yes, they're coming in on a short week too. They, they are, uh, but their defense is still pretty good. So that's where I start to get. I, I, I honestly think that might that that's a possibility. It could be a loss. Where their defense of goes course. and steals him a game, 100%. and not a trap game, and not anything like that. Like just, actual, they just they yeah. they don't match up great on one side. Then again, it's it, it's it's similar to this too, where uh, clearly Denver has a, a much better defense than San Francisco, much better. But their offense is pretty much the same, yeah. so it could be one of those but, like ugly 17-14 games where it's just back and forth, and somebody screws up, and that's what ends up uh, you know winning or losing the game there. Yeah, you just worry that, I mean, look, teams are going to start getting up for the Eagles. The Eagles have the best record in football. Coming in to play Philly is coming in to play the team with the best record in football. So you have to at least expect that you need to show up, you know, especially for, like you said, John, a team like Denver that, 
you know, on their best day is a really good football team. You know, the defense is is terrific. And if Trevor Simeon, if their scheme is working out, if they're able to, you know, trick, you know, some some defenses here and yeah. there, and C.J. Anderson's running hard. That that absolutely could be a loss. I don't think they'll lose to them, but it could be. It's not a game to look past, especially with the bye coming up. You know, focus in on this game and then you know take your mind off the game for a few. But right now, this is the time to finish out this this pre bye you know segment of the season and finish it out strong. Could you imagine if they go into the bye eight and one, eight man. and one? Jeez, man. jeez, Louise, and it, and with is, Megatron with them. Let's hey! go. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, my God, that that would be incredible. And and that would work out if they made that deal because then it's, okay, maybe you play Calvin for a couple of snaps if you got him, and then you'd have yeah. the bye week to work with him, and then it's full steam ahead from there. That would, that would be so much fun. But uh, when it comes to Denver, yeah, Denver is a competent team. They could very well be a playoff team. Simeon at times, look, he's, he's awful certain games. But when he's on point, he's basically what Alex Smith was, you know, two years ago. He's, he's this pretty competent game-managing quarterback. He uses his legs well. He usually makes enough good decisions that he can beat you. It's not going to be glorious. You Except know, it's, for when he's trying to tackle people, trying to get well, on yes. pick sixes. That's bad decisions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely a bad decision by him. Um, but the fact that they still have him, I think he's a better quarterback than people give him credit for. Not to say that he's great, but he's better than people give him credit yeah. for. They, they are a worthy opponent, and it will be an interesting, hard-fought game next week. Absolutely, and uh, we look forward to it. And obviously, we'll get you going all week long. As uh, you know, it is it turns into trade deadline week like that too. So Ooh. the rumors, at least, will be fun. It's probably just good for us to talk about and write articles and for you to listen and read them. And that's probably as far as it goes. But man, if this Megatron thing is real, oh man, it's going to get pretty interesting. Oh, I'm doing here. the next man. show naked if Megatron <laughs> is on this team. Oh Ooh, my god, I'm butt First naked all, on this Ooh. team. Yeah, I don't it, think anybody wants to see as that. As long as it's a solo show, I <laughs> yeah. think we'll be fine. Maybe with that. can we do it in a robe? Maybe or just like yeah. a towel robe? Yeah, yeah robe. Robe. Like uh, all right, I'll concede a towel. Okay. Vinny, I don't need to see you naked. I'm good. <laughs> without it. Would you rather have me ma- naked and Megatron or no Megatron and me close? Fair point. Darn it. It's a fair point. See? That's I'm just right. being honest. You just want it. Vince is going to be naked. There That's we go. How, if it means Megatron, Vince is going to be naked. I'm going to so be naked. I haven't, I haven't agreed to this yet. <laughs> Two uh, out of three. For everyone listening live, uh, go, go Washington. Uh, and, um, like, you know, it's the one time that you can uh, be okay saying that in a in a week like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm glad that the Eagles linebacker coach is okay. Seems like he is fine. Is he okay? I didn't, I didn't yeah. get an update. It <laughs> looked, looked bad for it a second. It looked bad. Um, and uh, I just got to say, like, this is – it hasn't shifted anything for me in terms of where this team is at and how far this team can go, really. Um, because – I, regardless of Wentz's play, this defense is is legit. Legit. And that's going to keep you in more football games. And if Carson Wentz and him are clicking throughout there, uh, that's awesome. We didn't expect him to be perfect. We don't We don't expect every game to be perfect. These are There are going to be lulls in there. This was definitely one of them. And, you know, hopefully you learn from that. And honestly, man, oh, man, can you imagine if Alshon had two touchdowns today? Ooh, Ooh so close. Ooh, so he close. There, had him and missed him. You know, pressure from Ruben Foster yeah, and all that happens. stuff, too. But that's uh, that's what I kind of like. Guys, anything else as we're uh, walking out here? On- I, oh, no, we got, one, we got one last thing to say. We're on to Denver. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> Uh, This has been uh, BGN Radio 237. Uh, Please go uh, make sure to check out our good friends. Clip it. 
uh, as uh, Brandon Lee Gatton will have the rundown, and we have all the clip of clips uh, that you can ask for uh, as he's uh, going through there. It's a, it's a great app. It's 30 seconds of high-quality HD uh, live television in the palm of your hand, which you can share on Facebook, Twitter, and, of course, enhance all your blog posts. If you've been following along, me and Vince are in a battle right now on Draft.com, and they, they do have the late-night uh, games, and you can play just Sunday night, Monday night, and Thursday night games. Go sign up right now, Draft.com, promo code BGNR. Please, God, don't let me sniff hot sauce ever again. That's uh, all I'm asking that for. No, awful. you're going to do something far worse that this week. awful. <laughs> uh, no, it, was, I mean, it was like awful to why I felt yeah, so it was bad terrible. for you. It was terrible. So uh, that's going to do it for us. Uh, if you want to turn off the old uh, WebOvision for us real quick, this has been BGN Radio. Thank you, Laurie. <laughs> uh, number 273 right here on BleedingGreenNation.com and BGNRadio.com. Go, Washington. Go, Washington.